is Sister Stacy, and welcome to our podcast. This is Broken for God's Glory Ministries and every Sunday morning we'll meet here for New Mercy's weekly starters as well as every Tuesday evening we'll meet here to discuss topics that the Christian can relate to, our daily struggles and ways in which we can overcome them. Join me here every Sunday and every Tuesday. God bless you. Hello everyone and welcome back to our podcast. My name is Sister Stacy, and this is Broken for God's Glory Ministries. We meet here every Tuesday evening to discuss topics that the Christian can relate to. I trust and hope that you are all doing well in spite of everything that is happening around us. We know that God is still in control and we can see his hand at work every day in our lives and for that we are tremendously grateful. So a bit of side note before we get into this episode. This podcast, Broken for God's Glory Ministries, started out of a desire to help others as well as myself to grow as a believer, as a Christian. I normally upload videos on Tuesday evenings, as some of you would have seen already. But when I got up this morning to do my devotion, which is Wednesday morning, I started thinking about how our environments can also shape our thoughts. And this was not included in the first podcast, so I decided to do a retake, a take two, to include some more information. So, I hope that you'll be blessed as you listen through today. According to Psych2Go.net, when we talk about mindsets, we're talking about the collective thoughts that we have and the attitudes that we've established. Everyone has a mindset that influences the way we see the world. Some are healthy and some are not so healthy. The healthy ones are the ones that help us to grow through our lives, to learn about ourselves and to be in control of our own happiness. The unhealthy ones become an obstacle, standing in the way of success and leading to unhappiness. The mind is described in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, as the center of a person's ethical nature. This is where our desires, imaginations, our purpose, our thoughts, and our opinions are formed. It is our faculty of cognition, the seat of our understanding. This information is taken from Hallman Illustrated Bible Dictionary. Proverbs 12 verse 7, while making reference to an evil man, says that as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. This is very much applicable to all men as whatever is in our minds will eventually manifest themselves through our actions. I want you to take a listen to Dr. Miles Monroe talking about the mind of the man. And join me back here as we expound on the clip. I've posted the link in the description section should you decide you want to listen to the entire clip. Okay? I repeat, it's not what you are that holds you back. It's what you think that you are not. That's what holds you back. Number two, you cannot always control circumstances. But you can always control your own thoughts. You cannot always control circumstances. But you can always control your own thoughts. Number three, nothing changes until your mind changes. Nothing changes until your mind changes. Four, information does not bring transformation. 
conversion does. Information does not bring transformation. Conversion does. I just want to comment on this one for a brief moment. How many of you have said, this person sitting in front of me, I've been here for the last 15 years, hearing all this great teaching, and still got bad ways. You said that, I know you did. Or you might have said, the person sitting five seats from me, have been coming here for the last 12 years, and hearing all of this wonderful quality, faith-filled, positive teaching, and still haven't changed. Still the same person, still the same attitude, still the same problems, facing the same sins, struggling with the same difficulty. I mean, haven't they learned anything? Well, the answer is in the statement. Let's read it together again. Information does not bring transformation. Conversion does. Huh. Number five. The teaching of the word brings revelation. To transfer, rather, but the transfer of the spirit brings transformation. Repeat that. The teaching of the word brings revelation. But the transfer of the spirit of that word brings transformation. Number six. You know this one. As a man thinks in his heart, that's the man. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Number seven. I like this one. The most difficult project in the world is the reconstruction of a human mind. <laughs> the most difficult project in the world is the reconstruction of a human mind. It is easier to go to Mars than to change the mind of a human. Number eight, you, yes, you, you are the sum total of all you have been conditioned to think. I want to repeat this again for emphasis. You, you, yourself, you are the sum total of all you've been conditioned to think. That's what you are. No more. No less. Please take your pen and underline the word conditioned. Because conditioning is a serious process. But that's what we become. We are what we have been conditioned to think. Number nine. Belief does not guarantee conviction.
conviction. Belief does not guarantee conviction. Because you believe something does not mean it convicts you. You don't change until conviction takes place. How many times have you agreed with something but did not do it? How many times have you said to yourself, that's true, but you did not obey it? You believed it because it was true, but you were not to the point of conviction where it caused you to act. I'll tell you a little quick example of the mind, how the mind works. Three men were laying brick. The first one was asked, what are you doing? He answered, laying some brick. The second man was asked, what are you working for? He answered, for five lousy dollars an hour. The third man was asked, what are you doing? Same project, same work. He answered, hum, helping to build a great cathedral unto the worship of our God. What do you learn from that? Three men working on the same building, but all three has completely different attitudes. The first one could only see the bricks. The second one could only see how much little he's being paid. The third one saw a finished cathedral with people worshipping. Now, who do you think had the better attitude? So Dr. Miles Monroe spoke about what shapes the mind of the man. He also spoke about us being a subtotal of our conditioning. And conditioning, simply put, is how our minds were trained or developed to respond to different situations, our psychosocial behaviors. This tells me that the way we have been socialized plays a great deal in the way we think. Malcolm X in 1962 asked the question, Who taught you to hate yourself? How did you get to that place that you hated your own self? How did you get to this place that you value others more than you value yourself? What made you believe that you are less than what God created you to be? Our responses come from our experiences. Life lessons will shape the way we think. Case on point. Some years ago when my immediate family was going through one of our low seasons, I had reached out to a family member for assistance with a financial matter, to which the person responded that we are young and healthy and we should go and look work and take care of our child, which was a few weeks old at the time. The person added that nobody never told me to go get married. No one told me to go and get married. This was a very embarrassing time for me. And from that experience, my mind was conditioned to be cautious in terms of asking anyone for help. So how can we change our mindsets when we have spent years looking at life in this particular way, approaching life this particular way? In Romans 12, Paul speaks about the renewing of the mind because he knew that the Romans were already accustomed to a particular way of life and he knew that in order for them to walk with God wholeheartedly, they would need to walk away from everything that they were used to everything that they were conditioned to believe. He said that we should not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So I have three pointers, and if you have any more, feel free to drop them in the comment section. 
The first thing we have to do is engage the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask for God's help. Why? Because the renewing of the mind will also need supernatural help. Remember that we've spent years doing things a set way. Therefore, it will not be a walk in the park for us to just change our perspective. Everything takes time, but the Holy Spirit is there to help us to overcome these kind of hurdles. The second is to acknowledge that no man is an island, no man can stand alone. Try to align yourself with positive thinking individuals. You will need someone who is not a yes man around you. Someone who will pull you when you start reverting to the old man. An accountable partner. Proverbs 11 verse 14 says, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In the multitude of good company, there is safety. The third is a popular quote. Think it, speak it, believe it. As a man thinketh, so is he. I've said it before. Whatever is in our mind will eventually manifest itself in our life. So if I want to see a transformation in my life, I will have to change the way I think. Out of the heart or out of the mind flows the issues of life. So whatever is in my mind will flow through my mouth. Can you imagine if I fill my mind with positivity? What will flow through my mouth? And the more I speak it, the more I will start believing it. The mind of the man is very powerful. The world tells us that if we can think it, then we can achieve it. Just remember that our outlook on life will always influence the output of our lives. Whatever we accomplish is always linked to our ability to see beyond the know. Even as Christians, if we approach a task thinking that it will fail, then it will. Irrespective of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, as it will not force us to do what we do not desire to do. Our minds have to be conditioned in staying the course that God's purpose can be fulfilled within us. So as we go throughout this week, let us aim to change our views, the unhealthy views, the ones that have been keeping us back, whether in our personal lives or in our ministries. And I know when we talk about ministry, some persons think church, but your ministry is basically whatever work you are currently carrying out, whatever work you are doing. It's not an overnight thing, but all it takes is a start. Remember, you can email me at stacynelwilson at gmail.com. God bless you. Keep safe.